Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't he good to us? Ah, oh, man, did you hear me? Ain't he good to us? He's so good to us. He loves us so much, more than we deserve. <laughs> he's just so good to us. Thank God for favor, and uh, we just praise him for what he's doing. And I do ask you to, to, to really pray this week for everything that's going to be happening, the details we work out. We would like to even just share more with you, but we're still working on some details. And um, next week we're going to have some pictures and some videos and, and uh, going to be um, discussing, again, all the details, everything that's going to have to happen to make all this work. But we just, we just rolling, man. We are, we just, uh, we just, we're just moving forward. And God is doing some cool stuff, man. Can you, can you, for a few minutes, set your minds off the building and set your mind on the Word? Uh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. I've laid in the bed at night thinking about, man, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to, I mean, just, but can we just for a few minutes just get our minds off everything but God's Word and just receive today what He has for us? Amen. Anybody love the Word? Amen. Okay. All right. It's decent. All right. It's decent. All right. All right. So some of you can't, really, some of you are going to struggle with that today. I can see it now. So are you going to be able to hang in there with me? Or should we just go ahead and close in prayer and be done? I'm mean, just, I, whatever we need to do, I mean, I, that's just where I'm at. But uh, I think we can do it. I think we can go there, man. Hang out for a few minutes and enjoy the Word of God. And, and uh, God's Word always is what seals a deal. That's it. His Word will always seal the deal. If you go to a place where all there is is just praise and worship, you don't ever get any Word, be careful of that place. Because the Word needs to, be, needs to go forth. And, um, so, uh, but it is exciting times. I'm just, I'm just pumped. The vision is just continuing. It's just a holy takeover of the kingdom of darkness, and we we shining some light and some stuff, man. We done, man, I'm telling you, Faith Renewed has been in all kind of places lately. Amen. I mean, many places you can go and you not find Faith Renewed, even up in the mall singing about Christmas carols, singing, singing uh, you know, jingle bells and all that. I mean, just, you ain't no telling where you may find us. Invasion is continuing, and I'm thankful that you're a part of it. Are you excited to be a part of what God's doing? Amen. So. Come on. Are you excited to be a part of what God's doing? Amen. 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 Thank you for taking the steps to get us to this place with us. And again, I hope that and pray that you are excited about the next step and uh, that God has for His church. And and it is going to be it's, it's it's going to be some good stuff, man. It's just neat to what to see what God's going to do, and uh, it's just exciting. So I'm pumped, and I, I I could talk about that for a while. But let's do this. Let's jump into the Word of God. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter ten. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. That should have been y'all's loudest woo we've ever done. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Amen. Amen. Get your minds right, guys. I can see it now. We've got to renew some minds before we ever do anything, man. We're we rolling this. Just like we started a series in a praise band's mind, just now it's going crazy, man. But uh, all I know is this. We're just going we to just keep seeing people come to Christ. And we're just going to keep making Jesus' name known. And it's just going to be exciting to see what he's going to do. I love it. I am pumped. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, we started this last week. I'm going to hang out here for a little while today and uh, try to tag off of what it started last week. And, and uh, as we started a new series last week, we'll kind of keep following up today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, when you got to say amen. 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 Follow along with me. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Oh, man, I love that. 
mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, <laughs> and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Verse 6, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Check this out. Come on. Mm, let's pray. God, thank you for the true ultimate fighter, God, that's rising up in us today. Lord, I pray that in each of us, in each of us today, God, Lord, uh, the warrior that's been lying dormant will raise up, God. It'll rise up within us today, God. And thank you, Lord, for being that for us. And we thank you that the same spirit that raised you is in us. And God, we're ultimate fighters today, and we thank you for your word. Lord, we once again thank you for what you're doing in our church, the exciting things that lie ahead. God, we thank you that the best is yet to come for this body of believers. And God, we just want to be careful in everything that we do to give you glory, to give you honor, give you praise, because you are the giver of every good gift. And we thank you for that now. In Jesus' mighty name, say it with me, church. Amen. 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 Last week, we started a series called The True Ultimate Fighter. And I'm telling you, it was cool. And to have the guys back it up with some eye of the tiger, man, that just thank you. I mean, you knew I was already a child in the 80s, man, and, and that just that just, just took me there, man. It took me to a place, and, and, uh, and I was just so excited. I did look over at Pastor Steve, and I said, we need to change that to the eye of the lion because we talked about the lion last week. So, so maybe next time, guys, we can throw that in there. I don't know if that'll, that'll work with the wording. But, uh, but it is. Uh, we, we, we serve an incredible, awesome God, and, and I love it. And I do believe this, that there's an ultimate fighter in each of us. There is. There's, there's something inside of us. Whether you know it or not, whether you think it's there, there is something inside of you as a believer. And if you're not a believer, this is going to be your day for that to change. But there's something inside of you that God's placed there that's going to combat and come against the forces of darkness. But you've got to be able to find that thing and realize that it's there and, and help that thing rise up and by faith begin to use what God's given you. And uh, so as I begin working this year, just begin to think about my favorite sport. And I, and I said this last week, but it's, for me, it's the UFC. It's the ultimate fighting champion. So, so, so last, last night, I don't, I don't watch much TV, but last night, I'm telling you, I was just in, in, just, in just a place of glory yes, last night because I had the, the UFC main events on one channel showing all the pay-per-view main events on one channel. On another channel, I had Strike Force that was on Channel 7, and I was flipping back and forth. And then on top of that, I was able to flip over to another channel called ESPN. And, and, and watch another ultimate warrior rise up called the Clemson Tigers. Again, just, I just saw that. And, uh, but, there, but it was just amazing. So my thumb got a little tired last night as I was flipping and doing the man thing. 
that we just do anyway. It might not be nothing on we just going to still do that. So I was able to, to get me a little rotation and keep it flowing and, and so I could keep up with everything that was going on on UFC, Strikeforce, and my Clemson Tigers all at the same time. So it was just really neat. It was just really cool to, to, to do that. But I love thinking about the warrior aspect that's within each of us. And there is something there. I, I, I love thinking about what God's placed in us. And I, as I think about it, I, I do sometimes get a little frustrated when I don't see the people operating in what God's placed within them. As a pastor, it's a little frustrating. So I get up and I try to, try to you know, disciple and try to teach the word and get people to rise up and, and become what God's called them to be. But it is a little frustrating when we see that. It is a little frustrating when I see someone walking around with a head down knowing that their head should be held high. I do get a little frustrated when I see someone with their hands down when they should be raised in victory. It is a little frustrating when I see praise and worship that should be taking place as a sign of surrenders, but also the hands should be going up because we should be lifting them up in victory, knowing that we've won everything. If you read the end of the book, we win, guys. And I know there may be a struggle right now, but in the end, we win. We're victorious. Amen? We're victorious people. And so it can be a little frustrating as a pastor. So, again, I just try to take there. I try to lead. I try to go to that place by example. But we serve the true ultimate fighter. We serve him. He, he's, he's, he's our God. We talked last week as I laid a little foundation about God being the lamb. The God being the one who loved us and who, who willingly went to the cross and who was led as a lamb to the slaughter and gave his life for us. But we transition into how powerful and how incredible God is on the other aspect that he is the lion. He is the one who is the king of all kings. He's the king of the jungle. He is the one. And I love it. And it trips me out. As I was just studying this week, I began to think about a certain scripture. And it's in 1 Peter 5, 8, where we see Satan trying to run around like a lion. Just think on it for just a second. He got kicked out of heaven for trying to be something he wasn't. He got kicked out of heaven for trying to rise up and be something that he can never be. And as you look in the scripture, as you find, you'll see him running around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour, but it does not say he is the lion. There's only one. Lion of the tribe of Judah. There's only one king of kings. There's only one lord of lords. But it is funny how the enemy will try to portray and be something that he's not. And what happens is this. When you see him as something that he's not, fear will begin to operate in your life. But when you see him for who he really is and you recognize that Jesus is the true ultimate fighter and that the enemy is not as big as we really think he may be, and if we realize that he's already been defeated, you'll see stuff begin to shift and you'll do things a little bit different. Things will begin to change. I believe that we've done this. I believe for too long the church has painted a picture of the enemy that I don't believe is real representative. I believe we've raised him up to be something that he's not. Now, I'm not saying, again, we, we're going to find some stuff that we are in a war, and that's going to be the main focus today, to realize that we're in a fight, and we are fighting an enemy. But when you realize that what God has put in you is the same spirit that was used to raise him from the dead, you'll see yourself a little bit different, and then you'll see him for who he is, really, a defeated foe. A defeated enemy, one who's already been destroyed. This says this in 1 John 3, 8, and we finished with this scripture last week, and I want to just kind of start with it. 1 John 3, 8 says this, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He came. He rose up. 
He existed. He's alive. And he's here because of this reason. That he may destroy the works of the devil. So this is not going to be, if you came thinking this is going to be something you heard in the old school and, and this is a series pumping up the devil, we're set, you're sadly mistaken. This is going to be a picture pumping up and, and helping you see who you are. Come on, and helping you see who Christ is. Because he says this, the same spirit who did this, if your believer is the spirit today who lives in you. It's the same spirit that's in your life. So it's just simply this. He did things, and now we're supposed to walk in what he did. We're not fighting now for, for the territory. It's been given to us. It, it, we're now doing this. We're occupying and walking into what he's provided for us. If you look in the scripture, you'll find where the, the land was given to the children of Israel 40 years before they got there. You got to know your Bible, know what I'm talking about. But he said this. He said, I've given you a land. The, the, the struggle and the, and the fight wasn't over what had been given. The struggle was occupying and walking into what had been provided. So listen to me. You're not fighting and you're not working, trying to get something. You're trying to get, you're fighting and you're walking to walk into what's been given to you. You're walking into a place and you're receiving the things that God's placed before you. So here's the deal. I believe we've done this through cartoons, through crazy media, through everything. You have this picture of this devil on one side, and this God on the other, they're the same size or co-equal, and they exist in the same place, and there's this war going on between them. That's not the truth. Matter of fact, the Bible says when they're all said and done, we're going to look back and we're going to say, is this the one? This, talking about the enemy, this is the one who caused such This? Oh, if we can see it right now, things will begin to shift. If you can see it right now, I'm telling you, the struggle will begin to change. You won't see yourself as trying to win the fight. You'll see it as a fixed fight, and you'll walk into victorious what you already have, and you will not quit. This, this blew my mind. Yesterday, one of the, the, they said the greatest pound-for-pound pound fighter in the UFC, let some say of all history, Fedor, I don't even going to try his last name because he's from Russia, but this big old joker got into the ring, and he began to fight in the very first round, he got his nose laid open and broke. I know I'm gross. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody who, who can't handle that. But there is a war going on. I'm trying to, trying to paint a picture. But he, he didn't do this. He didn't lay down. Some little schoolgirl started crying. Broke my nose. Oh, I was ready to fight until he broke my nose. Did you, is it okay? Is it straight? Is it crazy? No, he, he just kept rolling. The bell rung. He went back in. And they started trying to fix it. And he was like, get off me. Because he knew why he was there. He knew why he was stepping in the ring. He understood that by stepping in the ring, there was a reason that he was, he was, he was in this war. It's a lot like I believe that. War in Iraq that's even, we say, still going on. Let me, let me just go and tell you something about the war in Iraq. Now, I'm not a political person, so trust me. But the war in Iraq has been over. I don't know if you say all the news back in the day when they had all the, you know, some people have to think back, but all the media where they showed the missiles going in and they showed they, they show the stuff blowing up and mountainsides, just entire mountains just caving in and crumbling, all the stuff that was going on. It was amazing. We've already won that war. We've won the war in Iraq. The problem now is occupying that land and setting up a government, a democracy that these people can operate in. 
Now, here's the deal. What happens is, during this process, sometimes people get hurt. Matter of fact, it blew my mind again. I don't see much news, but I saw this the other day. There was as many people who died two weeks ago, I believe, than any other week since the war began. And it, it kind of had me thinking, the, the war is over and they're occupying, but there's still the battle that takes place. And there's, there's a battle that's still going on to occupy and create and set up the society and the government that should be ruling. Uh, come on, you need to hear that. There's still a war and there's still a struggle going on to try to set up the government that should be in existence in that place. And there's a war going on today inside of you that, that is trying to come against and, 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 and bring down the government that should be working inside of your life. There is something there. So when we do this, when we understand this, that the enemy is after you and there is a war going on, understand that it's not cheap. It costs something to fight. It's the reason a lot of people don't fight. It's not pretty, and, and things happen, and, and sometimes people get hurt, and it gets ugly. And it's the reason a lot of times people say, I'm just not even going to I just not even going to try. I'm not even going to go there because, well, I may get hurt along the way or something may happen. Let me tell you something. Get this. There is a thief that's been sent to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 says it. There's been a thief that's been sent to kill, steal, and destroy. This tells me this. If he's here to kill, that means there's some life already there. No, that's good. No, that's good. Y'all missed it. If, if, if he's trying to kill something, that means something's living. Are you living this morning? Uh, come on. If, if he's trying to, to destroy and, and, and kill and take away life, that means something's breathing. That means something's breathing in and breathing out. If he's there to kill, if he's there to steal, it means you got something. Uh, y'all a bunch of broke folks. Are you broke this morning? Come on. If he's trying to steal, that means that you have possession of something. That means something's been laid before you and you have it. Whether you realize it or not, there's some things that God's given to you and there's some holy possession that should be going on. God's placed some things within us and we have some things at our disposal. And there's an enemy trying to steal it. There's also an enemy trying to do this, destroy. If he's trying to destroy something, that means something's existing and something's working. You know, there's forces that are at work right now trying to destroy the works that God's doing in this house. And he'll use anything he can. He'll use a blessing of opening up a door for our church and taking us to a place to where he can provide a facility for us to minister seven days a week. He'll use that type of blessing, and, and, and he'll take anything he can to bring us down. It's why we got to understand that we're in a fight, that we're in a battle. And so he's trying to destroy it. But the word also says this, God has come that they may have life. And have it more abundantly. I love this. I love the Living Bible says this. That my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. We're called to live full lives. We're called to live full lives. The true ultimate fighter lives in us. He said this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you understand that you yourselves are the temple of God. And that the spirit of the most high God lives on the inside of you. 
we got one that understood that. Do you understand what I'm saying? The God, the Spirit, the one who defeated the enemy, it is finished, who, who forever came and destroyed the works of the enemy. That God lives on the inside of us. Now, you, he's there, but you got to understand, through this and what's inside of you, there are forces that are at work to still kill and destroy everything that God's placed in you. There are forces at work right now to try to hinder you from operating and walking into the place that God's provided for you. I'm not, I'm not crazy enough to believe that the enemy is not going to try to stop and hinder what we're getting ready to walk into. I understand that. But I also know this, the greater, come on, I said somebody, the greater is he that lives on the inside of us than he that's in this world. The greater one lives here. I understand that. But we have to understand that through this and through our victory, that we're in a fight. We're in a, we're in a war. Our, our, our text says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So this ain't a flesh, this ain't a flesh war. You can't fight a spiritual war with flesh weapons. And that's why a lot of people are getting hurt. You can't fight a spiritual war with your physical strength. It, it, it's, it's not going to work that way. One of my favorite, most powerful stories that I love in the Bible, and I heard this as just a, as a kid, and I still love it today, is the story of David and Goliath. I love it. I, I just, that's, that's just a cool story. Turn there real quick. First, first Samuel chapter 17. I didn't give these guys any of these scriptures, so we're just going to wing it. First Samuel chapter 17. You guys say amen. Bible drill. Some of y'all lost that in, in, in Sunday school. First Samuel chapter 17. I'm, I'm about to hang out here for just a, just a couple minutes. We a lot of times look at that story and, and we focus on the end result of that story. Of, of David wearing a giant out with one stone. I, I, and that's a cool story. It's an amazing story. If you never heard it, it is, it, is, it is incredible. Read that entire chapter and look at all that took place there. But for me, I believe the battle was decided way before they ever got on the battlefield. I, I believe that the battle was, 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 was decided and even won way before they ever got there. Because here's how it works. I'm going to go. I got to read it. Hold on. I got to read it. 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 17, verse 4. I don't know if you got time to pull that up or not. This is what happens. There was a battle taking place. Children of Israel, Philistines, they get out, and there's this big old giant that steps onto the field, and, and listen to what happens. He said, verse 4, he said, A champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gat, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. I was, I was asked for a translation up here in the front row. Somebody said, what does that mean? Listen, it means this. If you translate that out, this giant was supposed to be 9 feet 9 inches. The coat of, of metal that he was wearing, that, he was, that, was, that was placed on him, was said, if you translate it out, weighed about 126 pounds. Just think, what he was wearing weighed more than the one that he was getting ready to fight. 
When you look at this guy, you go on to read in verse 8, it says that he had a bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels, and a shield bearer went before him. That means the tip of that spear, the spearhead itself, weighed about 16 pounds. You ever been bowling with a 16-pound ball? Imagine sticking it on every broom handle and running around with it. Just try that and see how well that works out for you. And, and then we'll have intercessory prayer for you. I'll come visit you in the, in the hospital. No, don't try that at home, kids. Don't try that at home. Disclaimer. But, but think about it. Do you realize how massive this guy was? Nine feet, nine inches, 126-pound vest, running around with a 15-pound bowling ball on the end of a broom, broom handle. But it didn't scare David. Because David understood something. David understands that you can't bring a physical weapon to a spiritual war. Uh, that you can't bring a physical weapon to a battle that's already been given the victory of. You can't bring that. Don't bring that to the table. And if you understand that when the enemy comes against you and the car breaks down and, 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 and this happens and the printer don't work like mine did this morning and things begin to happen and for 30 minutes you have spiritual warfare with an HP printer. All these things that take place, you've got to understand that that's not the battle. And you can't bring that weapon into my spiritual war because victory has already been promised to me. And David understood some things. And I love him. He understood this. As you go on to read, this guy was step out. Please get a picture of what I'm getting ready to tell you. This guy was step out in the middle of the field and challenge every warrior of God's army. He would step out into the middle of the field and defy God, come against that name, come against the children of Israel, and make an issue, an issue, a challenge to every one of them. Every one of the other guys on the army took their tail between their legs like a little girl and said, Man, we can't go out there and do that. But this young man who understood you can't bring that into my war that God's already given me because I got something else that you don't have. He says something, and I believe this is where it was won, and this is where you're going to have to understand that this is where it's won for you. Verse 29 said this of 1 Samuel 17. David said, what have I done now? His brother was giving him a hard time about being there. And go ahead, that's a whole other story. But there's going to be people who try to give you a hard time when you fight your spiritual fight. Just Everybody's not going to be on your side. Everybody's not going to get in your corner and cheer and sing out of the tigers. You get in there and start throwing nuts. It's not going to be that way. So just don't think everybody's going to be on board with what you're getting ready to do. But understood this. David made a statement. And I believe it was one here before he ever got on the grass. He said this. He said, is there not a cause? Is, is there not a cause? Is, is there not a reason that I should step out on this field? Do you not understand that this guy's out here saying and coming against, speaking against my God, coming against me, coming against our descendant and our seed? Do you not understand all that's at stake here? Do you not understand what's happening? And believe me, you need to grab this because here's how it works. There is an enemy who is like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He tries to be. He tries to represent that, act like that, be that. He's not that. Who is stepping out every day of your life, 
And he's going to say things and try to present something to you. And he's going to let you know and try his best to get you to forfeit your right and forfeit everything that God has provided for you. And here's the deal. If you don't understand this, if you don't grab this point, we might as well end this series today. There's a cause. There's a reason that's bigger than you. There's something out there way bigger than what you even see right now. And you better understand this, that you better step on the field and recognize that there's a cause that I'm fighting for. When there's an enemy that's coming against your children, you better realize it's not even just against their, that your child. It's against the child that they're getting ready to bring forth. And you better understand that there's a fight going on. But I love it. <laughs> we win. Hold on, Pastor. I, you understand, if I, this hurts, this nose is busted open, it hurts. If you don't quit, you win. You don't, you don't understand. He, he, this situation is ugly. You win. And you've got to understand who you're fighting. Ephesians 6, 12. It says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. And there's some of you right now. You're battling a situation. And, and, and you think it's against so-and-so. It's not. You, you think the battle is, 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 is against your house payment. The devil don't need a house. You think it's the, the, the war is over my car. He don't need a car. Listen, the war is after your soul. The war and the enemy has come against what you have and what God's placed before you. And he said this, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spirit, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Listen, this thing's bigger than what you see right now. Men, if you're married and you're in this room, you've got to understand that the fight that's going on right now is bigger than what you see. Some of you young people, you think the battle is just whether or not you're going to give up your virginity. You've got to understand it goes past that. It's bigger than that. Some of you, you think he's after, yeah, he's after everything that you have, yeah. But it's so much bigger than that. And somewhere, somehow, deep inside of you, when the enemy comes up and defies the armies of the children of Israel, something's got to rise up in you. And you've got to say, is there not cause. There's a, there's a reason I'm here. There's a purpose I'm in this place. There, there's a reason that God placed. That's what I love about Jesus. He understood why he was manifested. The purpose and the reason he came was to destroy the works of the enemy. You've got to see your purpose. You've got to see your worth. You've got to see why he placed you here. And listen, if you're already saved, that's not the prize. It's the reason some people never make a difference for God. And I'm thankful that we hear and people rising up and, and doing things for God they've never done. I'm loving hearing those types of things. But the battle and the victory is not that you're now saved. I love it in Joshua 13, verse 1. And God just showed me this in just a whole new light. This is for all of us today. 
He said, Joshua was now an old man. This is the living Bible. You're growing old. And the Lord said to him, there are still many nations to be conquered. If you study that, you'll find out that Joshua had defeated 31 kings. He lists them. It goes through and talks about, do you not see how easy that would be to sit back and put your arms behind your head, cross your legs, and say, man, I am bad. I am awesome. 31, 31 enemies, and God's coming to him saying there's still more to be conquered. We can look around this room, and this is incredible what God's done in two years. It's amazing. I'm so thankful for it. And we could just get comfortable with that. But here's the deal, guys. There's still... There are still cities, families, communities left to be conquered. He's provided some things for us. I'm so ready to walk into the promised land and see what God has next for his people. Can you stand at your feet, please, and give God a praise offering right now? I'm going to give him a praise offering for this day. Thank you for his word. Oh, if we only knew what was inside of us, we wouldn't quit. Uh, just If you knew what was inside of you, if you knew what was there, you, you wouldn't give up. Just bow your heads for a moment. Close your eyes. And, and, and I want to speak to, first of all, there, there's some people in this room today that when I'm talking about what's on the inside of you, you're like, man, I wish it was there. I wish there was this spirit of God inside of my life that, that, that you're talking about, Pastor. Listen to me. There's some in this room today who, who need to make a decision to ask the Lord to come in. And this is what's amazing. The same spirit, and I love that scripture, that raised Christ from the dead can now come in and quicken your mortal body, can live on the inside of you. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. So for some of you, the warrior spirit that's there, that, that I'm trying to pull up and, and get to rise up within you, it's not there. You need to today make a decision. Ask God to come into your life. And today right there where you're standing, if that's you, I want to pray with you. I want to lead you in a prayer to introduce you to my Father, the one who can change your, your life. If you're here today and, and you don't have a relationship with him, the, 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 the Spirit of God is not on the inside of you. You haven't asked him in or, or you're in a place where you've, you, you've walked so far away or whatever it may be, but today I, I, I want to lead you. And if you're here and, and you don't know Christ, just slip your hand up real quick. I want to know if you're here and I'll pray with you. Just raise it up. Raise it up high. I want to know who I'm talking to. I know I'm, I'm talking to about two. God's put on my heart. Raise it up. God have your way. Thank you. For some of you here today, 
as I've been talking, you're saying, I, I, I don't believe that's within me. I'm, I'm a Christian. I've accepted Christ, but I don't know where that warrior is you're talking about. Today, God wants that to rise up within you. He wants you to understand and realize that there is a cause. Some of you have seen the cause and realized what it is, and, and, and you're saying, I can't fight. Some of you have been fighting. But today you feel like giving up. Whatever it is today, whatever, whatever category you may fall in today, I want to pray with you. If that's you and you're in any one of those categories, raise your hand up and raise it up high real quick. I want to see it. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. See that. Raise it up. If you're in a war and you say, I'm, I'm fighting a battle, I recognize that. I, 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 I want that true ultimate fighter to rise up within me. Raise it up. I want you to do this. I want you to make a connection with somebody in this room. If you're sitting by yourself, do this. Just here, I, I want you to walk over. If you see somebody by themselves, walk over and grab them or motion them over to come to you. I want us to come in agreement today. Listen to me. Understand who's in you. Understand who's there. Make a connection with somebody. Grab the hand or put it on the shoulder of somebody who's around you. Look around real quick. If you see somebody standing by itself, man, motion them over. Let's come together on this thing real quick. This is an army we're talking about. You ain't in this fight alone. And I want us to, I want us to pray a prayer today of thanksgiving for those who raised their hand. I, I want you to pray over them. You might, be, you might be have your hand on somebody's shoulder or holding hands with someone today who's in a battle. And I want you to pray for them today. And I want you to agree with them. And as us as believers, I, I hope and pray today that each of us, every one of us in this room today, have understood that there's a cause. And there's a reason. There's more land to be conquered. There's more place. There's, there's more things that God has for us to possess and walk in. And I want us to pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Today, God, we come in agreement today as your people, as an army, God. Bring us together. Bind us together, God. A mighty army, God. <laughs> Lord, for those who've raised their hand today, Lord, for those who need to know you today, God, Lord, let them just simply ask, confess their sins to you, ask you to come into their heart and Lord you'll do that you'll meet them right where they're at God for those who are in a battle today God Lord we don't let them fight alone we wage war with them we come in agreement with them we join them on the battlefield God we come together in the name of Jesus we agree together right now for needs to be met God we're, we're praying for some Lord, for parents right now who are praying for their kids we come in agreement right now for our kids. We call that generation to you, Lord. We declare revival, Lord. We declare, Lord, right now, God, Lord, that a mighty army is rising up, Father, and our young people and our children, God. We declare that today. Help us to recognize the cause. Help us understand what's at stake. Help us to never take our eyes off the prize and help us to remember, God, 
that when we stay in the fight, we win.